So I, uh, I started listening to the Alton Brown cast, which is a product of Nerdist <laughs> Industries. Always been, a, always been a fan of Alton Brown, and here's why. Alton Brown, dude ran a cooking show for X number of years called Good Eats on the Food Network, right? That he did. And on top of that, being the host of Iron Chef America, and that makes him cool, right? Yeah. I loved Good Eats because I figured out that this is a way for me to watch children's science shows without being creepy. Because it's clearly a show not for children, but he's so... So fully adapted the style of like Bill Nye the Science Guy and Big he's back. I know, I know, he's never gone. He's really he's always he's always he's, he's always popping up here and there all over the time. But but also Beekman's World. You guys remember Beekman's World? Sort of. Yes, yes. Beekman's World. Yeah, my, yeah. You, you'd have been. He's a little puppet, right? No. Okay. Never mind. Chris is Chris has been predated again. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> but you know, like Alton Brown, be like, oh, here here's what you do. And the reason why this happens, and suddenly styrofoam balls drop from the thing, is because the collagen involved is going to congeal, and all these molecules will get really excited. And I just said the opposite of what I said. But either way. <laughs> I really enjoyed the heck out of it. So I'm like, I'm going to try out his new podcast, which is part of the Nerdist Industries, Chris Hardwick's The the Empire What Chris Hardwick Built. And uh, it was about a specific type of whiskey, this episode I was listening to. Mm. Mm. And cool. at cool. the end, this is why I'm bringing this up. At the end, he, uh, you know, he interviewed a guy affiliated with a certain uh, type of whiskey that's hard to come by. And uh, he went back and he said, you know, all right, here's a guy that I know. I actually wasn't listening when he introduced the guy. So it might be somebody that I've heard of, but I didn't recognize his voice. And he said, I'm going to do a blind taste test. Okay, so he goes and he gets five whiskeys out, and um, he has them taste test them. You know, well, they're not blind. They have numbers, and he doesn't know which one's which. And so this guy likes uh, uh, their bourbons, specifically. And this guy likes bourbons. He's, you know, a bourbon appreciator. I wouldn't say he's aficionado. And so he goes trying them, and, and when he ends up rating them, his favorite one of the entire bunch it was it, well. It was it was close to second favorite or first favorite. It was a kind of a, a toss up. Was a twenty four dollar bottle of whiskey, and there were there was like a fifteen hundred dollar bottle of whiskey in that group, and several several hundred dollar <laughs> bottles of whiskey in the group, and it was like the cheapest one was one of his favorites, and then Alton also did the taste test and agreed with him that for a straight weeded whiskey, um, it's called Weller twelve year. It was twelve or fifteen year. But a Weller twelve or fifteen year weeded whiskey is like twenty four ninety five at the liquor store. That's pretty amazing. I've never noticed Weller, but I've never known to look for it. And now you can beat your bet your sweet bippy. I'm going to go looking for Weller at that price. I mean that's that's the price of Jack Daniels. That's three bucks yeah. cheaper. Yeah, Jackie D's. Now an interesting thing uh, was it Mythbusters did a Mister Butters. Um, they did a thing. I forget if it was vodka or. Some other liquor, uh, and uh, it was the, the myth was Howie. Yes, I hardly know her. Well, I'm sorry about that. Uh, the myth was you can refine it a certain way, like at home, like using home things and make it like a top shelf. Refine it? Oh, like buy cheap stuff and then make yeah. it good stuff. And so they had like a, a dozen or fifteen different vodkas, all varying <laughs> from top shelf to bottom barrel. Right. Uh, bar- bottom barrel. Um, Kamchatka is bottom of the And they had a professional taster. I, and I can't remember if it was vodka or not. Right. But he got every single one of them right. Oh, wow. Even the ones that were, uh, quote unquote, refined better. Yeah. Although he marked those marginally better than the their counterpart. Really? So I thought that was pretty impressive. I've always been, I've always been interested in distilling. It sucks that we can't just do it. 
You'll like never be able to. I know. It, it sucks. It's straight up illegal because it's like you can homebrew beer, you can make wine, but you can't distill spirits. And I really want to. And I'm going to tell you, I want to so bad that like last year when they started up, uh, uh, or was it the year before, they started up uh, Moonshiners, uh, the show that's oh, about yeah. the dudes what moonshine down in like what, Tennessee, Georgia. I was glued to that show. Just because, not because of the goofiness of the characters, which is a big part of the cell, but just watching the different ways that they build their stills was just fascinating to me. The whole distillation process. It is fascinating. It's fascinating. I've been to, I, I don't even think I was 21 yet, and I uh, was with my fa- family coming back from a family wedding, and we toured the Jack Daniels distillery, which is, uh, for those of you who don't know, Jack Daniels uh, distillery is distillery register license number one. It says right on the building, distillery number one. And the reason for that, uh, that's a that's a federal registration. The reason why they're number one is because uh, the family kept the registration of the distillery up all the way through prohibition, because there were still reasons to distill alcohol. It was just illegal to make them for consumable spirits, right? Um, so they kept the distillery registered all the way through prohibition. So when it was repealed, they were the first ones on the list as distillery number one, right? Yeah. Building, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's all made from the same natural spring. The right there on the property that Jack Daniels bought and made it from there. It's like a rule. No matter really, who buys the company, all the Jack Daniels has to come straight from there. I don't like natural. You don't like natural? Natural springs. All right. Well, we're going to make some artificial water for all right, you. Thank you. Can appreciate that. From it. We happened to be there on charcoal day. Just luck of the draw. And they were making charcoal out of giant wooden pallets. Just that turning was them into monstrous. Awesome. They spray them down with, uh, with, with uh, the white bourbon and then just set them on fire. It is a massive... Pile of torchiness, and we were probably a good 150 feet away, and like the blast of heat pouring off of this just pure alcohol, this pure corn mash alcohol, just burning these pallets so they can make charcoal to then filter the bourbon through to turn it into yeah the blend or the whiskey. Uh, I'm not a huge Jack Daniels fan. For a while, Gentleman Jack was definitely my drink of choice, but I've gotten away from it. I think my my bourbon palate's getting a little more sophisticated hmm. accidentally hmm. i'd rather not i want to keep drinking cheap <laughs> stuff because i don't drink very often so it's not worth the investment but uh eh, we'll see a little little bit of, a little bit of alton brown in your life alton the alton brown cast yeah i i recommend that one the first few episodes are kind of rough like most are because you're still getting into the role of it but it's pretty cool yeah it's a lot of fun to listen to. he's Part a fun guy if you have never watched Good Eats, you should record some reruns of Good Eats. Good Eats is a great show if you have any interest in cooking. And because we know that you all do, that's why you're here to listen to the Better Kind Gamecast. Welcome, everyone, to episode number... <gasps> Blackjack. We're legal. It's episode number 21. You've oh, just shown up. You've not gone bust. Oh, no. Oh, no. You said hit me again, Ike. And we did, and it's episode 21 now. Welcome. I'm your host, Corey T. Wilson. With me on the right is uh, is Christopher Jesus Stump. <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> You're right on top of that, weren't you? Well, was, You're sitting there like playing with your shoes like they're I was hoping you'd call and... me Christopher Sandal. Christopher Santa? Sandal. Sa- Santa Stump? Yeah, Santa. Santa Stump. Tis the season, ladies and gentle bugs. <laughs> ho, ho, har. And on his right, of course, is uh, Mr. Stephen J. Howie at Master Control. That's right, Slick. That's right, Slick. Is that your new catchphrase? Uh, Possibly. Catchphrases. That's right, Slick. Let's play the game. Welcome to the uh, podcast where we talk about games 
and uh, you know whatever else tonight. Apparently, bourbon whiskey. Now, did you know that uh, they call me Mellow Yellow song? That a lot of people think they say that's right, slick. Yes, but it's actually quite rightly. Is it quite rightly? I always thought it was quite right, slick. So I was half right compared to those other folks. Well, it depends on where you look. Yeah, I have no. Right. I, 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 the things I've seen has said quite rightly. Really? When you go look up lyrics. So. That sounds like some kind of weird British invasion speak we wouldn't fully grasp. That makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Makes yep. perfect yep. sense to me. I'm on board. Welcome to the rock cast, the classic rock cast. All right, everybody, the Buckinghams, go. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, kind of a drag. Can't, go. Can't help you out there. Um, hey, you know what we usually do after we finally get around to introducing this, uh, this, this podcast of ours? We usually jump into what you've been playing. Hmm. Mr. Christopher Jesus. Ah, what have I been playing? What have I been playing? Think, think, think. Oh, I've dipping? been playing dots. Dots? Like, as in dipping dots? No. Yum. They kind of look like dipping dots. Dipping dots are delicious. It's an iOS game for Frizzle. That's free. That's what the cool kids call it. Really? The cool yeah, kids and Frizzle. Snoop Wolf or whatever his name is now. Snoop, <laughs> Snoop Alligator. Snoop Doggy Cat. Snoop, Snoop Hip, Hippopotamus. <laughs> What's his name? Snoop Snoopalope? Snoopalope. Yeah. Snoopalope. Yeah. Snoopalope. Um, it's Frizzle. Um, it's a game that you connect the dots, per se. You make patterns. You Frizzle score points. Like, on what platform is it? Like, draw, I said it was the, iOS. By numbers? Oh, it's iOS. Okay. Yeah. Do you do it by numbers? What's the, what's the little kid thing when you paint draw by, by numbers? Paint by numbers, draw by numbers. Yeah. Well, let's connect what, the dots. I don't know. What that oh, means. connect the dots. That makes sense. He's talking about dots. What do you do with these dots? You connect the colors, score points. You have a minute. Connect as many as you can. Yeah. Uh, you also have superpowers. You can stop the clock for five seconds. You can... I don't remember what the other one is. Pull one off, and then you get a re... Uh, <laughs> rub one out. <laughs> you rub one out. I was gonna, you're tugging one off, are you? Then, <laughs> I mean, that's a superpower. Right? <laughs> it's uh, not a superpower. It, 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 it I, I can, I can introduce you to every 13-year-old boy on the face of the earth that has that ability. Wow, all this time. Also, I keep a list, and now I'm Do on Do you? <laughs> God, we were just talking about creepers. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So dots is fun. Hey, it's a good. I mean, if you have a minute to spare, it's a good time. I've heard a lot about. I've I've seen dots popping up in a few different places on websites and things that you, usually you cover. Can post to Facebook and usually and, usually cover. Yeah, I think I've probably seen on Facebook time. Facebook a few times. It seems to be sort of a mild phenomenon right now. Kind of like it, it's 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 top, one of the in it's a games. free game. It's it's, a, it's the top free game. Yeah, that's it. It's one of the the in games. It's right so now It's so simple and you know for a while addictive. it was like draw something. Was, I feel like dots is in that slot yep. right now. I mean it's free. It's quick. You pick it up, play for a minute. And I'm gonna have to give it a shot. I I mean it's mildly addictive. You just want to keep getting high scores and it's a little deeper than just connecting the dots because. You're supposed to actually make squares instead of just connecting lines. Yeah. And the squares give you bonus points, and I think it resets like half the board. I, I don't know the full rules on it. They don't yeah. explain the rules. Right. You just connect dots. It's one of those things where jump in, go nuts, figure it out, yeah. which is kind of a popular style lately. Yeah. Just, here's the sandbox. There's rules, but if you figure them out, fine. If not, who cares? Yeah. There's leaderboards and stuff, so you That's can cool. compare with your friends and cool. global. So part of the game is figuring out the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there, I've tried a lot of free games like that lately, where it's just kind of like, you know, here's this simple aesthetic we've created in some sound effects and music. Um, just sit in it and do whatever you think you're supposed to do. Yeah. And then if you figure out more, explore in that direction, you know, and that kind of thing. And, and it can be, it leads a lot, I think, lends a lot to the relaxing style Yeah, and games. you don't, you're not forced through like, 
a tutorial of m- click here to go left, click right. here to go right. No, right. I want to play the game. Right. Like, I don't care. I just want to play. Play play. That's you're, cool. That's cool. What else? Um, My only other one we'll talk about later, so. Oh, okay. Our, well, our group our group play. Yeah, we had a group huge. game, and I think that's the one Howie's got in the chamber, so let's skip Howie and go yep. to me. Skip him. Tell, ask me what I've been playing. Do it. God. Your turn this week. <sighs> what yep. have you been playing? Hey, so, <laughs> I've been playing, speaking of iOS games, I bought, bought, boughted. Bought not not for an frizzle. iOS game, yeah, and and I it wasn't even on like some crazy sale. I bought. Are you ready for this? Contra Evolution, which oh, is a remake of Contra. Contra. Rookie mistake. You know the game that most popularized the Konami code: the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select star. I don't know. It always worked for me, but people tell me that I do it wrong. But I always got my thirty lives or whatever uh, <laughs> on the old Nintendo Entertainment System. Contra was the first. Damn. game I ever played in an arcade that was like a full-on side-stroller story-style game. Like, I'd played like a Pac-Man and a Donkey Kong before, but, you know, Contra's mm-hmm. like full-on like, adventure side-scroller. Yeah. And I was, at a, uh, I was at a campground with my parents, and they had like, their arcade was literally like a little pavilion with screens. That was it. <laughs> and like, and if the weather got bad, they had these like shutters that could lower and kind of keep the water out. And I remember the first game I played in there was Yi'ar Kung Fu. That was the first fighting game I ever played. And then I I saw these guys playing Contra, and the music was up louder on Contra than any other game there. And I just like there were like these four like I don't know teenage dudes gathered around it, and I was like trying to peek through them. I'm like, whoa, that looks awesome. That bridge blows up and stuff. <laughs> and uh, and I tried it, and of course was terrible at it because it was hard. And then the NES version was, was really hard. Bad. This is one of the first NES games. I I think it was the I got when I got an NES. I was given two games with it, and I think Contra was the first game I bought. Or got after that requested. Yeah, I was very young, but um, love Contra, and uh, this is not easy to play. <laughs> it is not easy to play. One of the things they solve is your guns always firing because why not? Let's just take that control out of it. So then you really only have to worry about your jump on the right side and your left thumb is movement name. But they've got three different styles, which is like a fixed thumbstick. A follow like wherever your thumb lands, that's where the thumbstick is, or a directional pad that is fixed, and they're just all terrible. Oh, and yeah. I'm sitting there just lamenting the fact, like I really wish I had one of those little suction cup joysticks to try. I've never even tried one of those, but I'm just like I want to play this because it is very pretty. I mean, they just took regular old Contra, and it is very pretty. There's they put some persistent unlocks and some achievements, and you can like you know there's there's different players you can unlock to play as and stuff. It's for ninety nine cents. If you're a Contra fan, I think it's uh, it's well worth well worth your while, especially if you don't mind D pads and thumbsticks on screen, or you've got one of those detachable ordeals. So that's what I want to do. But the other game I played that I got around to, I finally played FTL. Now, did I say last week that I was gonna? Didn't we talk about it last week? Yeah, we did. Uh, I can't remember. If you was it last said. week or a couple weeks? It might have been a couple weeks. I don't remember, but I, I finally did. And I sat down, and I'm like, all right, here goes. And I started on normal. And I didn't know that because it goes, you should probably start on easy. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But that didn't turn on easy. <laughs> Just acknowledging the fact that I was agreeing with it left it in normal mode. And I was like, destroyed 200 points. That's all I got. It was it was just a slaughter. It was Get horrible. Out. You know. Lots of ships of three people died. And I figured out I was playing on normal. I switched it to easy. And I got like 700 points. And then the second time I played on easy, I went all the way to the very end, met the fleet, and then turned around to come back and find the mothership and happened to jump into a system. And it was just, 
I'd been laying waste to everything. It was random chance, bad luck, everything horrible happened all at once, and I was completely ill-prepared and got destroyed. I have, And I'm like, well, if that's easy, if I'm going to get that far every time, yeah, I haven't gotten that far again, even on easy. <laughs> Not even close. So I, I like the game a lot. I've probably cracked at it maybe 20 times, 25 times. How long does it games. take? How long does it take? How long did it take you to get to the mothership? Uh, that probably took a little over an hour. Okay. So you can you can beat the game in a little over the hour if you do everything. I think so. I was losing track of time, though, because the music and the type of thinking that you're doing when you're playing it is very immersive. Ah, that's you know, it, it, you kind of get lost. My daughter loves the kind of MIDI, like very, you know, very soothing music. And then you get into a battle and it's slightly more building and intense. And then when it's over, the music goes back into like soothing, empty space music. And it's a uh, that game's brilliant. It really is. It's like playing Artemis by yourself. You got you know, that game from Humbly Bumbly, didn't you? I, I got that game. Yeah, I believe I did get it from a Humble Bundle. Either that or I got it from a Steam sale. I don't remember, but I paid very, very precious little for it. I know it was in the Steam sale, or not Steam sale, the Humble Bundle two Humble Bundles ago. I think I actually I got think, it. I, I think, think I got it in the Steam summer sale. I think I've been oh. sitting on it for a long time. And uh, that I, I totally get why that game was so popular. I mean, it's so it, it at least on the surface, seems so simple. But and I can also understand why some people hate that game because if you have bad luck, you're screwed. There's not a lot you can do. Sometimes I don't, I don't ever have bad luck though. I have. I well, I've went through. I went through an entire sector. I make luck work for me. Look, listen. I went through an entire sector and never ever had an encounter. The whole sector, literally every jump, the entire sector was empty. So all I was was out of fuel. And when I went to the next sector, I had not leveled up or increased anything on my entire ship. Sounds like you were cheating. No, that's not cheating. That's not Excellent. good because when you get into a harder sector, your your pants are around your ankles. It's no yeah, good. That's no fun. No, but that only happened once. I you don't, know, it, it's it's really. I'm not so a the fan gods, of all the gods of FTL can pig blap you pretty hard. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of the the luck factor being so strong. I in most cases I would agree with you, and even to some degree I agree with you regarding this, but the. The the nice thing is because it's only an hour and a half long maybe game, the random chance means it's going to be different every time you play it. Yeah. So because it's such a short game, that actually maybe adds to the allure because you want to go back and try it again. And you want to try out different combinations of things, different combinations of, of abilities because min-maxing and that – like if you spread everything out over all the aspects of your ship, over your crew, you know, your different subsystems and systems – you're screwed because the first time one thing comes along that's really strong in one way, it's going to overpower your defense. But if you min-max to get really strong at something, but you leave the kind of the barn door open on some other things, you may or may not come across something that's the exact inverse of that, and it's just going to tear you to shreds. You know, so it's it's kind of a seat of your pants kind of thing. As simple as the game is, it's actually pretty intense. It's it's a lot of fun. Cool. I, that's cool. a, that's a big recommender. I mean. That's a game I think anybody should be willing to pay for. It's definitely worth full price, and it's on sale and in Humble Bundles and stuff all the time. Yeah. So, all I mean, day, every day. That's a great one to look for. So, And with that, I'll paddle it over to Howie. Doggy paddle. Yeah, so us as a group last night. Last night. All three of us. Chris came yeah. to the Doom Room. Huzzah! That's like the first time in like six years. And he walked in like six it years, weren't no thing. Really. He walked in like it wasn't anything, and everybody's like, oh, man. And they made him go stand against a door frame, and they marked how tall he'd gotten. Mm-hmm. It's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually grew three inches. Yeah. 
Which is impressive in itself. That's an inch a week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not bad. Uh, So, yeah, we downloaded and played... Uh, I keep wanting to say Guns of Anarchy. And Guns I, oh, <laughs> my. Guns of no, 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 no. You just blew my mind. As a, as an avid uh, watcher of Sons of Anarchy, the Guns of Anarchy. <laughs> That's not what it's called. That's a game I want to play. <laughs> That's not what it's called. I want full throttle, but in first-person shooter form. They don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Full throttle. That's mm. That game's older than you. Oh. Everybody, Everybody <laughs> knows what... He's saying, except you. Yeah, that's right. Everybody as in you? Well, that's everybody else. I wonder. I'm sure you can get full throttle emulated. I'm sure you could pirate the game. I wonder if there's any legit way to play full throttle at this point on DOSBox or something. Uh, Legit? That is a uh, good, yeah. That is a brilliant point-and-click adventure game. If anybody liked The Walking Dead or uh, there's a new one Telltale has out, a werewolf Speaking of Walking Dead, there's Walking Dead lottery tickets. What? What does that mean? I'm just saying. I saw a lottery ticket that had The Walking Dead on it. I don't know if I want to win anything affiliated with that show. <laughs> Congratulations. You're going to eat your relatives when you die. <laughs> oh, but what, what if it happened? said you could be a zombie on the show? Mm, I'm listening. Wait, 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 what wait, if you wait, wait, be... wait, 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 wait. Am I a surprise zombie or a fence zombie? Because I don't want to be a fence zombie. Oh, that surprise! Just means surprise gonna, zombie. That just means that someone's going to pipe cleaner through your head. If I'm, if I'm, yeah, if I'm a, <laughs> a pipe cleaner, so if I'm a fence zombie, they're just going to kill me using, you know, a, a a rubber chicken or something, and it will stab <laughs> right through my head. You know, someone's going to pick up a pool cue, get the little sanding thing where you round the edge of the top of the pool cue, so it's nice and round It'll and go smooth right through the eye socket, and then with two fingers stab me right through the eye socket. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you'll be a tank or a spitter or something. Ooh. I could, I could, I could totally be a boomer. Can you imagine Ooh, belly, my boomer. belly hanging out and going? Boomer. Can you imagine all of them in the prison and you're just a tank on that show? They're all in the prison, like, yeah, there's a couple walkers out there, and then you just like rip down the fence. Boom, boom, boom. Is there music that precedes me? Absolutely. They're like, where that music coming from is even scarier than the than the zombie. It's a, a valve, a valve crossover that we have left for dead in The Walking Dead. It's Merle in his left car dead, driving left, with left his radio the walking on. Dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Merle. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was a big sidetrack. <laughs> Guns of Icarus the online. Guns of Icarus online. Uh, something that Aaron, uh, who was on episode three or four, it's not his know, name. Taco Taron. Taron. Oh yeah, I forgot from last week. Uh, Techno slash Aaron slash Taco slash whatever. Uh, he, he sent me a Steam message. He's like, hey, this game's on sale. You need to buy a four-pack. I'm like, how much is a four-pack? He's like, uh, well, by itself, it's two fifty. And I'm like, oh, it's a four-pack's ten bucks. It was like seven fifty. So I was like, oh, I'll buy a four-pack of any game someone tells me to buy for that much. <laughs> so he bought a four-pack. I bought a four-pack. We distributed. We all we, bought a four-pack. We socialized the, the wealth amongst the rest of you last night. And yeah. ended up our playing will. this game against your will. <laughs> I was given a gift without being asked. Well, that's because you were expected to play. We had eight copies and exactly eight people present. There was yeah. no opting out. So tell us what the game was about. Yeah, so you're in these flying balloon creation ship things, also known as... Zeppelins? And Blips. you're yeah, with mounted guns and all these other fun things, like hulls. And hulls. Different. Holes are we have, fun. We have. You know what's fun shields? about a boat? No. The fact that it's a boat. 
it's, it's a, a boat it's with a, a big it's air, a boat. it's a boat with a it's a, big it's air a steampunk exactly. pirate battle yeah. in the air i'm getting there i'm just building oh, up to it um, okay so rewind. It's, it's it's a steampunk pirate thing in the air I battle said, i said yeah no, battle that was battle. That was so good. that's what it was now is it's predominantly <laughs> uh, multiple it's only multiplayer right now right <laughs> yeah it's only multiplayer it's, but now. well they have a kickstarter according to uh, jacob the slash the one the own the, yeah. the griefer that we've heard of heard us talk about uh so often i believe you said they have a kickstarter for actually putting in a camera well and they have mode. the practice modes too but yeah yeah um so yeah it's a four person team uh, well, and it can be an eight. It can be well, a four-person ship. Yeah, and you can have teams. Uh, I don't know if you can have one on one, but we played two two v two. We played two v two. There's three v three. Yes, too. and there's uh, there 3v3. might be four v four. Well, and three v three is three ships. Yes, times four people, so it's actually twelve on twelve. Right. Yeah, and and I think we've got that. Taco. Right. We only played. You two ships on two ships, so two so, teams of we were, two ships. We were playing yes. eight on eight with now four that everybody's people per. really confused, right? So yes. basically, the, we had eight, eight guys, in the, eight guys in the room, two ships, and two ships, and four of us were on one ship, and four of us were on the other ship, and then we would start a lobby, and then internet peoples, yes, like yourselves, listeners, it, would then populate the other and, ships, and it, and it was relatively quickly. I don't think we waited more than no, five minutes for a game that I'd not heard anything about. I mean, yeah. Well, it was I on sale, a little, so a lot. I think a lot of people true. are trying that's it true. out. That's true. The sale might have driven it, but there were there was a lot of people that were. I mean, I think the most we waited was three minutes at one point to get people in to start a server, and that's because no one wanted to be the captain. <laughs> Every boat has to have a yeah. captain. You could potentially only have a captain of a ship, and then the other three slots can be filled by bots if nobody yeah. logs on. Now there are three three different. Uh, classes that you could play, if you will. You can play what the those classes, the steerer class. I forget the names. Captain. Pilot, the, the steerer. steerer, the boat steerer, the, the steer. You can play the steer yep. class. The it's, gunner, it's, it's, it's the a bull, stag. the bull, <laughs> the, the steer stag. class. He he's, he has a long rope and he runs along the ground and that's how the blimp goes. You can play the guppy class, the guppy, <laughs> <laughs> and the the the, the shrimpy class, the shrimpy. No, class. so you got uh, gunners and engineers. Yeah, pilots, gunners, engineers. So. Not they're not exclusive. So like I played a gunner last night, right? And I also carried a wrench with me. So that means I can fix things yeah. that go wrong. So let's say my gun was shot at, it, I needed to fix it. Your gun got I could blown do it. up. You can I can fix it myself. Now I'm not right. as effective as an engineer at fixing things. Just like if an engineer grabbed your gun, he wouldn't have the kind of accuracy and Correct. movement speed that you have. So you could do, and I could pilot, and I wouldn't have to be a pilot, but I could still pilot. Yeah, you could take the helm. Yeah, let's say I let's say I'm piloting the ship, and we've got you know we've got four guns, uh, a helm, and all the systems that need to be fixed. Right. Yes. Well, if someone's at the helm, there's invariably going to be an open gun, even if all everybody else is at a gun. So, and then we go cruising by an enemy zeppelin, and that gun's facing it. I can run back and grab that gun. And start dumping into them, and let's say another enemy starts coming up from the other side, and I don't see it because I'm man on the gun. You, as a gunner or engineer, could jump down, jump down, grab the helm, and just try to turn out of the way. Although yeah. there would be a penalty, I believe, to that dexterity of the blimp because you're not a pilot. It's not a game where you stay at one station. Yeah. You are constantly running around fixing things, constantly running around picking different angles for guns to shoot at different yeah. areas for another ship. Uh, the captain is always trying to get us in better position while dodging bullets, and people are helping each other to fix things, to shoot things, to call out where an enemy is. Right. You're using 
enemy at north or someone's coming west. Yeah, or, there's a compass at the top and we're yelling out compass directions to try to get people to spot an enemy ship so that someone would get the telescope out and actually tag the ship so that when they all, uh, yeah. both teams know exactly who to target. Yeah. Not only that, are you communicating your ship, but you're communicating to the other ship on your team. Yeah, trying to coordinate. When you tag a ship, with your, you get in with your telescope, That's the other ship on your team will then see it tagged as well. Yep. Yeah. So the, the you, you that, that, see, we give you a chance to talk, and that's what you do. With it. <laughs> you squandered it. Now. You, you, hey, took, you, you took what I was going to say, and then I'm like, I'm going to say something, but you I didn't don't know do your vocal say. exercises. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. All right, let's go. All right, I did them, so you're good. <laughs> now I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, uh, co-op is definitely very important. Yes. We found having all of us in the room together, although at first when none of us knew what we were doing and there was much a screaming back and forth. Uh, all, <laughs> it everybody took us like, a little bit to figure out what. It was just crazy. Like, fish ship. Our, our, <laughs> the balloon's on fire. The balloon's on fire. <laughs> I'm fixing it. No, not yours. Our balloon's on fire. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. The first time we played, you go, you go, everything's on fire. We're going. I was like, lift. Lift. I'm fixing it. Lift. Just lift the boat. And then we skidded across the ground, and then we lifted, and then we died. No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my favorite, one of my, one of my favorite moments from last night, and, and just, you know what, before I go into that, let's actually uh, explain the style of the game. This is not, you know, we were just talking about FTL. This is not some overhead point-and-click game. It's pretty much a 3D shooter-style game. You are in first-person yeah. 3D shooter. Did I really just say that? You is did. It 1996? Yes, it is. It's a first-person style game. You don't carry a gun. You have various devices, like the wrenches and hammers that the engineers can carry, or the other characters, work exactly like they do as the engineer in Team Fortress 2. You walk up, and you just whack whack things that are broken with your wrench to fix them. Of course, that always works when you, in real life. No, yeah. <laughs> well... You know, <laughs> concussive engineering is a very, very important quality in mechanics. Um, I, I, but you're literally, I mean, you're running around the ship. You're in on the ship and running around and sometimes jumping off of edges just to get somewhere faster to fix something. It's kind of a mad scramble. And it's a lot of fun because, meanwhile, you have another ship that, for all you can tell from where you're looking, oh, everybody's just fine. They're at their stations just plunking away at you. But in reality, they're having their own mad scramble over there because you can't just take fire and survive. You have to take fire, exchange fire, and be fixing things to keep yourself afloat at the same time. Now, having said that, we had a great moment. The three of us, again, were on a ship together with the one, and... uh and we had a great moment where we were getting we were getting double teamed. I love it. I love getting double teamed. Uh, <laughs> FYI, Huzzah. we were getting double teamed because our teammate, our our other ship, had gotten destroyed. And so we were all on a ship, and these two are focusing fire on us, and our balloons on fire, and it just starts losing hot air. Everything was on. Everything fire. was on fire. The engine, so the hull, the balloon. We start and both plummeting. Vents. We were at a very high altitude, and we start plummeting, and we start going right through a dust cloud, like the clouds and a cloud of dust because it was over the desert. This was a good thing because they lost us as we go plummeting to our seeming death. I'm at the helm holding the wheel, just trying to steer the thing to a lower part of the dune just to give us an extra second or two before impact going, fix the balloon! And Chris is like, I'm on it! I'm like, we're gonna die! And he's like, I'm almost there! And we come down and, and the ground comes up in front of me. I can see the top of the dune over the prow of the ship. And it just, and, and just at the last second, it slows down and just, boom. 
Just, just we bottomed <laughs> we out ever it. so gently. We just kissed the ground, and and I mind you, I'm I'm at the controls pouring everything into into climb altitude, but there's nothing to work, nothing to do it, and so we come down, and we hit boom. It's important to know that hitting the ground is very detrimental. You yeah, take oh, massive, yeah. you damage. take massive damage when you bump to the ground. So we we just we kiss the ground, boom, and then immediately start rising back into the air. And Chris goes. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh Our my entire god. ship is still aflame, but we're slowly yeah. rising. Yeah. All but one engine's on fire. The half the guns are destroyed, but the balloon is no longer losing air, and so we start slowly climbing. But we can't so steer yet because we still we, have to fix the we, engines. Yeah, and we, the... we've only got one. So I to even go straight, I have to keep on the steering the the helm because we only have one side engine going, so it'll just go in a circle. <laughs> so I'm like steering it and setting it to full throttle forward just trying to underneath this dust cloud get away from the two guys above it so we have time to run around and fix everything we had a couple moments like that we had we had a moment where all of our engines got taken out half of our guns and once again the blimp was on fire and while you guys are fixing it and uh, everybody was trying to fix the balloon except me i was at the helm and i had no control and we go sailing just drifting the wind is just carrying <laughs> us down into this like giant piece of wreckage and uh as we get down to the, like, we just kind of nestled in and the guy who we were dead to rights, we were dead to rights. The guy could have murdered us at will, but I think he got distracted. Cause I think the other boat came in and attacked him. So he, cause we're going down under the set because if he chased us, he could crash. We just happened to barely get like a foot clearance on all sides to drift under this thing. <laughs> you guys are fixing it. And I'm standing at the helm holding the wheel as if that means anything, because even though I can't steer and I can't go for, I can't do throttle and I can't do altitude. The second you guys fix something, I got to be there because it's going to take off in a direction we're going to crash. <laughs> so it's like one engine suddenly comes back on and it starts trying to curve to the side. I'm like, no, no, back the other way, back the other way. And we actually ended up surviving. And it was just incredible, those moments. It was it was very fun. And it's a it sounds like a simple game in the scheme of you just shooting another ship. But it co- it breaks down that we didn't find out until late last night. You get to customize your ship. Plus, yeah. there, there's other ships. You get to pick a style of ship. Yeah. Some are better. They have more guns in the side. Some are better in the front. Yeah, but they, you, they, you they can, all have diagrams to show you, like, right, out of schematic speed, um, turning, weaponry, or firepower, hull, you know. You can see where each ship skews in favor of when you select one. Also, they have different numbers of guns that face different directions. Yes. There are some ships that have no forward-facing guns, like pirate ships might only have side-facing guns. And that could be advantageous or disadvantageous. Right, right, depending on what tactic you and your team choose to employ. And on top of that, you can customize your guns to pick what you want in what area. So you can put a long-range gun in the front if you want or close-range flamethrower, whatever you want. Uh, on top of that, you get perks for your class that you could choose. Yeah. Uh, you get to pick what items and tools your uh, class carries, which we're still trying to figure all of that out to begin with. And then, yeah, <laughs> I'm distracting Chris me. with pantomime. Yeah. Hey, pull your pull your uh, satchel back a little bit. You're okay. popping. Yeah, that's the way I like it. Fourth though. wall, guys. Sorry, I just crashed through it like Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah, we good. We good. Yeah, that's better. Um. And we're still figuring this game out. Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't even realize 
that you could change out your tools until we had already played three games. Yeah, and died horrible, horrible right. deaths. But by the end of the night, we were working like we a, had, we, yeah. well, we working had a like very, a very solid loud team. and panicky, well-oiled machine. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like I said that like that emergency situation I just described was in our last round, but we didn't die a single time that round because we just kept barely skating. Yeah. These horrible situations, we kept skating. Well, by. I think I think the key is is uh, to come up with a plan with your group and really execute that. Yeah. And, you know, get your job, do your job, and then help out when your job isn't as critical and someone else needs some help. Make sure you yeah. help out and communicate yeah. what you're doing. Right. Like in our, our ship that we were using, the balloon control is right behind, right immediately behind the left front gun. Which is or, up a ladder. Excuse me, the port, the, the quarter four, on the port, the four port gun. <laughs> the, the port four gun. Anyway, um, so we were talking about it. We're like, the balloon then should be maybe, like, for repairing that balloon, when it's not on fire, you should have a, a, either a gunner up on that gun or an engineer on that gun. If he's an engineer, he can have a wrench to fix and an extinguisher to put out fire. If he's a gunner, he can have a wrench to fix it. And that way, his responsibility is to always turn around and fix that balloon because it's such an essential system, and then go back to gunning, you know, when necessary. Yeah. But there were other things, like, you know, we had two forward-facing guns, so we made a big thing out of getting out to long range and then turning, pulling about and charging straight at things because of our two forward-facing guns. And early on, we were having trouble coordinating that because we were all getting used to it. It's like people are out fixing systems and stuff like that. And I'm like – and I'm at freaking ramming speed going straight at somebody, and I look up, and the gun and the gun turrets, there's nobody there. <laughs> I'm like, I need guns! <laughs> yeah, well, and there's cooldowns to everything. Yeah. Even, even gunning. You have to have reload. Most of the guns, when they reload, take a little bit of time. Yeah. So it does afford you some time to turn around and fix something real yeah, quick. Yeah, the only cooldowns you deal with with piloting is the fact that you're steering a sleepy hut. You're stealing a <laughs> you're steering a giant zeppelin. So the cooldown is whenever you want to change directions, it's going to take a minute. <laughs> you know, but I I really loved like going charging in straight with our forward facing guns at another blimp, and then as they finally decide, all right, we're getting hit hard, and we were using. We were using a Zeppelin that had two forward-facing guns. I don't think the ones that we – most of the ones we went up against, I think, only had one. And so we were hitting them pretty hard, and almost invariably, they would choose to just ram us. But I was already planning on that. So we would close to within maybe 200 yards, and I'd take it and I'd throw the engines in complete reverse. So as they – just as they start getting really close to us, we've come to a complete stop and then start going backwards. So yeah. our forward guns are still just pumping into them, and they're going, oh, please, God. You know? <laughs> That's, it's so much fun. And I'm not yeah. saying we're that good at it. We were playing in easy. We were playing with other people at, like, zero or, like, l- level one. I feel like most people in that – I mean, it was on sale. People were grabbing it then and there. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people were, what the heck is this? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? But it was a blast. Let me say, if anybody has any experience playing Artemis, if you've ever heard of that, which is sort of a – not Star Trek affiliated <laughs> bridge simulator, like a, a starship bridge simulator. This kind of scratches that itch, but it's an it's a first person action game. Yeah, you know it's 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 like, and plus you don't you don't have like five to seven people. You have four people, yeah. and there's no like consoles that you can do things. It's it's all more action based. Yeah, it's running around and, and doing stuff. I can't wait to play it again. I really can't. I want to yeah. try. I want to try. The one and I were coming up with different tactics about using different guns in different spots and how you... Well, and the more we play... If we always play with R4, it's going to be way better than switching teams up every time. Right. Because yeah. the more you play with your group, the more you know what they're doing, when they're doing, how they yeah. communicate. That is definitely a game that could benefit from, if you're just going to play on the internet, finding a vent server, finding a group that has a vent server and trying yeah. to get in with them. Yeah. Communication is Well, there's key. voice chat in game. 
Yes. There is voice chatting. We, yeah, we didn't try it out, we so had, we, yeah, we didn't mess with it. Yeah, so I guess you don't really need event server. But there's one part about that game that we don't set. even know yet. Uh, there's a leveling system. Yeah, you can. You level up. I leveled up because I did all three tutorials. Well, I think that's why and I, I wonder up. if that makes you. We don't know if that makes you better in your class. Maybe you get more ability to unlock perks. Maybe I, it means nothing now, but it'll mean I something later. I found that when I went into there's like a rewards tab in the social tab or something, and I actually had several rewards. Like one was a, a dye color because you can you get you can dye the oh. various uniforms you unlock. And I unlocked sure like a hairstyle for my character. Yeah, there's different costumes and yeah. there might be boat. There's uh, badges. I, as yeah, well. I got a couple boat. badges that I equipped on my social tab and stuff like huh. that. It's so leveling the, the is UI, cosmetic more. The UI for the for the front end is is a little heavy. They tried to incorporate, you know, their own little miniature social network in it and stuff like that. And the social, and it's, it's pretty. The social and the invites, clunky. they're not really. It's not super intuitive. The, it's a the clunky buttons, interface. That's yeah, it's, for sure. it's clunky. Yeah. The buttons aren't very. Re- that gameplay makes up. The, yeah, the yeah. buttons aren't very responsive. Like a lot of times when you click on something, there's no audible or visual response, and you're not sure it even registered because there's a, a lag before it does something. But forget all that. When you get into the game, yeah. It's like, yeah. holy cow, how have I not been playing this since games were things? Yeah. <laughs> Probably because it so wasn't made back when games were things. It's, yeah, well, that it's could a good be. game. That could be. But, but later, that is, later it came out. That is an incredible game. And you're going to hear us talk about that more, I'm sure, because that's. I'm hoping that becomes at least like a one round every Tuesday night. Since we don't really have something now that we play regularly, we kind of, we've been jumping around a lot lately, Yeah, which is great. I'm cool with that. I, I'm hoping we can. I'd, I'd like to have a nice rotation of games that we play. Yeah, I, I, wanna... I mean, because I'm getting sick of. Okay, let's all download this new game this week. Okay, well, we just spent two hours trying to get everyone to download because right. nine people needed this three gig game. Right. So it it shouldn't take that long, but when everyone's sucking bandwidth from two meg down to yeah two hundred kb, yeah, it's pretty it's, rough. Yeah, that kb, yo. Yeah, get that kb. <laughs> but yeah, if we had like if we had four or five games, that was being one of them. We could play like. Two rounds of that, and then go play Unreal Tournament for a round. Well, the, the best thing about that game for our group is that our group is very partial to first-person games. Yeah. And the fact that this is a first-person game that is not a shooter, op- it's like a whole new genre for us to play together, which yeah. I'm thrilled about because it's hard to get anybody in that group to play something that's not a first-person shooter. So this is a first-person game, but you're shooting mounted guns instead well, of it, that's sometimes kind of been our problem sometimes I never, I never shot I, a gun as an engineer. i fired one gun one time and it's because we went i steered us past a dude we went right i mean we were within 20 feet of him i ran over jumped on the short range flamethrower and just torched him for about three seconds and then ran back <laughs> there, was, the there was two games i was playing as the engineer and i didn't even touch a gun because i was so busy repairing putting out fires and using i was buffing our guns and our our systems that you don't have time. Like by the time I make my rounds, yeah. you have to make your rounds again because things are <laughs> their cooldowns are going down. They need yeah. repair. Something's on fire, and it's it's nuts. That's, it gets crazy, and it's a blast. I can't recommend that one enough. I think a regular price for the game is like seven fifty right now. I, it's I would have paid seven fifty. I paid seven fifty for four. Yeah, four copies of the game. It is. Is that still going on? It is worth every penny of seven fifty full. Is the four pack deal still going on? I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm pretty, but I cannot quick. verify that. I'll check hey, you know another thing that we might have looked into that maybe we should have teased at the top of the podcast, but oh well. We could put that in later. We now the three of <laughs> yeah, we'll just splice it in like champions because we've had all the luck of the world tonight with our technical issues getting started. <laughs> uh, the three of us have now experienced. It's official. 
Da, 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 da. The <laughs> Oculus Rift. We have done it. Uh, yeah. We have tasted from the nectar of the Riftites. We have lapped upon its uh, on its. I got nowhere to go with this metaphor. I don't we, want you to. go We with done that tried metaphor. one of them. Oculus Rift. If you don't know what an Oculus Rift is, first off, you're not a big enough nerd. Get on a website. Crying out loud. But you came to the podcast, so I'll reward you with knowledge. Um, knowledge is power. The Oculus Rift is a is a is a virtual reality headset, which sounds way which is actually way better than it sounds because those things have been around forever in various forms of awfulness. Uh, this is this is new and this is available for consumer purchase for several hundred dollars. Uh, it's currently still they're they're manufacturing prototypes and meeting demand that's been made. I mean, orders are months behind. Yeah, but that's just part of it. That's part and parcel. Uh, but come on, guys, uh, tell me what were your first impressions? Yeah, so I went into it. Uh, not I brought my dinner. <laughs> Haven't eaten my dinner. This we did this also last night at the Doom Room. So yes. we usually show up with food in hand. So I went in. The first thing that he he pulled up was this. Um, you go different like locations and see different scene, scenery. And it was kind of an interesting way. It just really relaxing. Oh, you just walked around. No, you didn't really walk around. You like you would center your focus on a thing, and it would like select it and it'd take you to that area. Oh wow! And you would just like, I never even saw. It'd that. be like you're in a building, and you could look all around and. Kind of see the whole building, but you're oh, not moving. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I did. It, what it looked yeah. from, I was watching the monitor view, which of course is really warped looking because what yeah. it's rendering is specifically for the Oculus Rift. So right. when you're watching it on the monitor, it's it looks it looks like two ovular weird oblong things. But that looked like someone had taken panoramic photos yes. and made 3D or taken panoramic 3D photos. It wasn't actual 3D rendering. Right, but panoramic 3D photos. Yeah. It was really neat. It, it gave you a, a neat experience, and yeah. it was a good ease yourself into the Oculus Rift. Uh, the next thing I did was a roller coaster. Immediately got sick, threw them <laughs> off, and went and tried to eat my food. Yeah, how he how he's like still going. Yeah, yeah, and, he, and that climb on that first hill takes forever. Yeah, it's the longest climb going up the clack 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 hill. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at it, and I'm recording it with my phone. And I tried to upload it to the Facebook page and failed for whatever reason because Facebook on iOS is just trash. But anyway, uh, he gets to the top. He starts going down the hill, and he goes, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. And he, he, I think 30 seconds later, you're like, okay, I'm getting sick. <laughs> it just pulls him right <laughs> yeah, off. Well, like, I've always thing. been uh, you know, on the uh, virtual reality kind of things. Like at Disney, I went on to the, the Star Tours yeah. thing. and. Uh, I always just, get a little a few weeks, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, and I always yeah. get a little queasy on those things. Right. Especially, I think the biggest thing for me is I don't. Feel, there's no air movement. Yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah, you're moving, big. and I, I don't know. And with the, the inner ear thing, just gets you're, me. You're in a normal room. You get normal air movement, but around your eyes, you don't. Well, oh, yeah, your brain is telling you. My eyes are yeah. sweating. Yeah. I I sat down right after you. I didn't even ask if it was anybody else's turn. I had eaten in the car on the way over. <laughs> walked in. I'd completely forgot that Jacob was bringing it. And I walked in and saw you with it on. I'm like, oh, me next, me next, me next. I'm like dancing like a child. You know, can't wait to get my hands on this thing. Um, my my only issue that I had when I first put it on is that Jacob clearly has it like hard set for his head. Yeah. And my head is very different. So it didn't fit me perfectly, but it's still, the effect was still strong and the the image was crystal clear. I mean, it's not as high resolution as the final product will be because it's a prototype. And I mean, the pixels were very clear to me. So clearly yeah, the right. lenses were where they needed to be. Um, and I'm just sitting here like looking at like a Tuscan villa, if you will. I want to punch myself in the balls just for saying those words. But I'm looking at that and I'm like, why is this? I don't. What is? What am I supposed to do? He goes, just hold on. 
I'm like, why am I even looking at this? And he goes, look down. And I look down and I'm like, I've got skinny legs. Oh, where have you been all my life? Skinny legs. <laughs> and then suddenly I start going up in the air. I'm like, what, what's, what's, what's happening? What's happening to me? And I looked up and when I, I look straight up and of course there's head tracking on this thing. When I look up, I'm looking at the top of one of those like tower, not tower of terrors, but like those like freaking things in amusement parks where you just go really high in the air in a it dangly drops, seat. Yeah. And like then a demon it drops drop type of thing. Yeah, but Demon Drop, you were in like a cart. You know, these are the things where your feet are just dangling off the edge, right? Oh, yeah. And so it, it, I go all the way up, and I'm like, Semantics. well, I'm sitting here going, this is, this is convenient because I didn't go on anything when I was at Kings Island a couple weeks ago, so now I can ride this. And I've never been on one of these things ever because these things don't appeal to me at all. And I get up to the top, and I'm looking around, and I've got the headphones on, but the volume's kind of low, so I'm not getting the full, like, wind or anything sound. And I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, yeah, it's 3D, yeah, you know. The hills, they don't look great, but that's not the point of this. It's going on the rise. And then it drops. <laughs> and immediately I'm like, okay, I can see what this is all about. Yeah. I was wrong. When the brakes kicked on at the end, because, you know, the thing about these towers, you get so far down, and then at the last minute, the brakes kick on to soften you down, to slow. They slow you down quickly. They don't just, you know, yeah. put the brakes on because then everybody would die or vomit all over themselves. They put the brakes on at the le- like with and probably take 25, 30 feet to actually slow you down to a stop. When that happened in this, I'm sitting in a chair and thank God I was because I felt gravity grip me even harder. I felt myself sink into the chair as if I was actually decelerating. And that blew my mind. Yes. Blew- I'm yeah. sitting in a basement. There's no wind blowing on me or anything. And so then he threw up a different roller coaster for me, and I was worried I was going to get sick like you because I had just eaten really greasy, nasty food. And, yeah, that was like a hanging roller coaster. And I was like, yeah, and I was looking around, and it wasn't really – I could. it was tinging me. Yeah. But it was when – did you do the bottom of the sea thing? Did he drop no, you? No, I did two roller coasters and the drop okay. park thing. He, uh, he, he dropped me he, – he fires up another one, and I'm just standing on the bottom of like a shallow part of the ocean. It's maybe 15, 20 feet deep, 30 feet deep. And I'm that that blew my mind because first off, I will never go uh, you know, scuba diving. <laughs> so to be in this environment and have it be completely 3D and head tracking and controllable by me, and I can walk around and I can jump, but I can't. You know, that's pretty much. It's just a. It's it's a tech demo. But I'm walking around. A humpback whale swims over top, and like as it's going past, I hear like, you know, it was Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> and and then I look and I see like this little shark. I'm like, hey, will that shark try to eat me? And he, and uh, Jacob's response was not that one. That's a typical Jacob response. So I didn't think much about it. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not to spoil the tech demo for people, but as I continue walking around, just marveling at it because the blurriness of the water paired very well with the low resolution of the screen. I was like, I could play an entire game like this. A first-person harpoon shooter on the bottom of the ocean doing some mad underwater freaking Abyss 2-style excavation and problem-solving. I mean, I was in love with this tech demo. And then I got down into a lower part, and I'm like, how am I going to get out of this? I can't jump that high, and I can't swim you know, in this tech demo. And Jacob's like, I wouldn't worry about that. And I'm like, huh. And just out of, all of a sudden, there's just a shadow directly in front of me. Just a circle. And I'm like, what is that? And before I could even postulate a sentence, this massive great white shark comes straight at me and does the full thing where its mouth opens. I'm I'm gesticulating. I apologize, listener. Where the mouth opens and it turns its head. Because it's got to turn its head so it can clamp on me because I'm vertical. Right? And that thing was on me in a flash. And I kind of knew it was coming because of what he said at the beginning. 
but I let my guard down. I was so peaceful and so serene. And when this thing came up and grabbed me, it shook me. Like I was like, ah, oh, oh, oh. Like <laughs> I now feel like I know exactly what it's like to have a giant shark come up and try to eat me up right up until the teeth sink in. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's it's weird because your brain is telling you, I see this, this is happening, but you don't feel any wind. You don't feel the water. You yeah. don't feel the hotter temp. You, it's it's so it's a really marvelous how your mind perceives all that just from the visual effect of the 3D and the little the little bit of stereo audio. Yeah, uh, having the headphones on. Yeah, but it it really feels like it feels like you have the technology on, but it feels like you're in a different room, a different yeah. environment. It doesn't and feel like you're sitting can, in your and basement. And that can throw you really off. Sometimes right. it just kind of it's the only thing clinging you to reality. Sometimes it's completely throwing everything right. into conflict, and that's what causes like stomach ache and dizziness and stuff for some people. But I was saying as soon as I was on one of the roller coasters, I was like, I need a box fan in front of me. Yeah. Because yeah. first off, anytime you feel even marginally queasy, cool air helps. Yes, <laughs> yes, <it laughs> does. You know what I mean? Like stuffiness does not. So I'm like, I need a box fan in front of me because A, it's going to make this feel a lot better you know, feel a lot cooler. It was hot and also, in that room it, Yeah, too. it was hot in the room. And I was, I was still, at first, uh, before I, it took me a, a minute or two to adjust. I was getting a little bit of the queeze, but I ended up being okay. I, I would love to have one, but I will say with the prototype, though, with the lower resolution, it would be hard to get a lot of legs out of that thing because I don't think I could go for real long steps yeah. with it. No. Yeah. I, I think it'd be something to wait release. until. I've heard the 1080p yeah. one is still, and when it's that close to your face, it still seems like a lower resolution, but that would be way, way, way better than what we were looking at. I still think it's amazing, though. If, if you amazing. ever get a chance to demo one in a store or yeah. something, try it out. If they ever show awesome. up in stores, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's... I, now, this is coming from, I hate 3D movies, more or less. Every now and then I'll see one. But on the on the on the whole, I don't like the 3D movement. I feel like it's already dead. The fact that there's now more 3D screenings of certain films than 2D ones, just to force people to buy the more expensive ticket. I hate the whole racket. But this was cool. This was something that if enough people, if it if it could take off, could be really ba with the different stuff developers could come oh, up yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, well, you could fully feel like you could visit someplace you've never been and actually feel like you were there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really interested to see what other kind of areas of life they can use this as well. I want to I walk around Paris. I want to go to Prague. Well, I want to walk around cities. I mean, seriously, someone just like drive a Google van up and down the street and just 3D scan everything so I can jump in there in an Oculus. Yeah. Think, I want to go about across like St. Charles Second Bridge. Putting a game like Second Life in. Right. And, you just walk. You're just you. You just walk around, and do whatever you want. Yeah. Or something like Grand Theft Auto, like that, where you feel like you're doing that stuff. Yeah. It would. It'd be crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's far off from getting the full environment of feeling like you're there and feeling the motion and all that, like vibrating right. seat or so, whatever they need to make that stronger. But they're getting there. Yeah. Oh, there and there are home motion rigs. Right. Too, so. Yeah. I, I got. I was saying, you know, we're like, where where could the head tracking be used really, really well? And I'm like, an F-35 simulator, the new jet that's got cameras all over it, so that the pilot never, the pilot can look in any direction, and all he sees is the space beyond the plane. The plane is invisible to the pilot because he's looking at a video screen in his head head display. It's all in his helmet, and it's all and it's a fully a fully, I don't know, 3D world created by the cameras that are all over the outside of the plane, of the jet. So you can look in any direction and see in every direction, and yeah. that to me is amazing. And I'm like, that would be easy. You don't even have to. You don't even have to render a cockpit. <laughs> you know, there's some artwork you don't have to do. So, yep. 
That that thing's that uh, thing's a another thing that they uh, the Jacob brought up was you know you can have there's multiplayer stuff out there right now and there one of Fortress the, too one of the things that uh, he's brought up was there's a movie theater that oh, you yeah. and and another person I don't know how many people you can go to this movie theater you can walk around and yeah you, you know, my understanding is it's literally just a dark room with a big screen yes and then you pop in a movie. You get to choose the movie. You, you, well, yeah, you can pop in a movie in your PC and then just play the movie, and that's the movie you watch in the movie theater. So what it is is you're getting like a home, an actual theater experience sitting at your PC because yeah. you're at this giant screen. You can move around. You can turn your head to focus on different parts of the screen. Yeah. Well, that and you – Which I sounds – To me, it sounds and both awesome out. and completely silly and nonsensical. Yeah, but you know, you're dating this girl who's halfway across the country and you want to go see a movie together. So there you, you buy her an Oculus Rift and she complains about how it messes up her hair and you're like, dang it, I hate this stuff. <laughs> you're right, uh, Then you know. Yeah, that's how you know. All, hey, guys, <laughs> you you want, are, are you unlucky in love? All it's going to cost you is the price of an Oculus Rift and shipping <laughs> for every attempt. <laughs> Unless you can convince them to send it back. Can I, yeah. can I get can I get my riff back? Is that cool? Yep, no? yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. I just threw it in the trash though. <laughs> yeah, I just I gave it to my new boy. Or no, I gave it to the neighbor guy across the hall. Oh, that guy's been trying to sleep with you this whole time. No, he's nice. He's not like that. <laughs> Women, am I right, guys? Yeah. yeah. Learn to drive. <laughs> <laughs> what he said. <laughs> yeah. So that's a lot about what we've been doing this week. Sure is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, which brings us to the part of the show where we would normally talk about news. Normally. Yeah. Normally we're talking about news a little sooner than this, but... Uh... Well, we had a lot to talk about. It wasn't just what you've been playing, because the Rift was well, a big yeah, deal. Yeah. You know, it's been a, a relatively dry news week. Um, yeah, relative line. Yeah. Well, who is it that lost is going to lose $540 million this year? Uh, probably a few. The government? Uh, Watchdog. Makers of Watchdog. Oh, Watchdog. Yeah, Watchdog's been delayed again. Yeah. Uh, It's been pushed back to uh, 2014, 2015. I don't know. I don't remember when, but yeah. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to lose lots of money. Yeah, that game's been taking a beating lately, and it continues to do so. Uh, Speaking of companies that are losing money, uh, Nintendo, you know, our our beat-em-up of the week. Uh, someone cracked open a. Uh, yeah, someone cracked open a 2DS. Yeah, Detroit. You know, we've talked yeah. about the 2DS before and talked about how it's a confusing product because it's a 3DS with no 3D. Which I'm yeah. like, isn't that just a DS? But it's got the processing power of a 3DS, but just no 3D. You can play 3DS games, and what really freaked us out is it's the first DS to not have a clamshell design, where it opens up to two screens. It's a fixed, straight plank yeah someone cranked one open and found out guess what's inside of that thing what's inside one big screen oh my goodness they just put one big screen under a plastic bezel (laughs) (laughs) that's ridiculous screens and the best part is you know ds is historically the bottom screen is a touch screen the top screen is not so this is one big touch screen and they're only using a small portion of one side of it one end of it yeah as a touch screen and i'm just like what a waste! I mean, they couldn't do any differently. They can't make it a, a big t- one big touchscreen because then they're then they're confusing the developers. You know what I mean? Right. They've got to keep it ubiquitous with the other product for more or less. I mean, eliminating the three D is still potentially. Limited, it makes me but... wonder if they bought all these touchscreens, were planning on doing something else with it, and said, "Screw it, we're just going to do this." I wonder if it's the exact same touchscreen that's in the Wii U controller. They're like, you know what? These things aren't selling. <laughs> 
Pull them uh, apart, boys. Yeah. We're sending them out. Well, they're trying to make a Nintendo tablet and failed. Yeah. Oh, Who knows? Geez. Well, you know what? I don't think that would go over very well with uh, with Stephen Totillo, the uh, chief editor of uh, Kotaku. Who uh, who posts an article, and I'm going to read you the title. What did he have to say? He says, motion controls, you know that thing that what, that thing what Nintendo made popular? They did. Motion controls, the most popular and most broken idea gaming ever had. And you know I'm going to bring that up because I am the anti-fanboy of motion controls. And to some degree, touchscreens as well for at least most genres of games. Hence my, you know, my difficulty controlling Contra on iOS. But uh, Stephen Totillo came out and wrote a whole article and said, "You know what? I'm writing. I'm going to write me an editorial about how how motion controls have broken everything." And he and he talked about a lot of the same stuff we've talked about here before about how the Wii sold really well and promptly ruined gaming <laughs> because then everybody else tried to copy this thing that is not tactile. It's not real. You're not really swinging a tennis racket. You're flicking your wrist, maybe moving your elbow, but it's not real. So why are you trying to emulate the real? If you can't make real real, it's no good. It doesn't serve a purpose. Give us something tactile well, to do anyway. And I'm going, yeah. I'm slow clapping. Yeah, I know. This is me. I know that's how you feel. I know that's how you feel. I'm slow clapping you, buddy, because I agree 110%. That's how you feel. And I agree to a point. To a point. Um, but I have a couple a couple things uh, that came to mind when I was thinking about this. Uh, one, uh, people like to use when they figure out a new tool. They like to use that new tool on everything, and that's, that's true. That's a big problem with it, almost that's any true. industry. When I got my first cordless drill, I was baking with it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, bring me a, bring <laughs> me a, an egg beater. <laughs> well, I'll give you a real world example at my work. We they uh, started using uh, store procedures in our like in our sequel. Uh, Develop environment instantly. You hear that? Did you hear that? Yeah, that was just that was the sound of a thousand people falling asleep. <laughs> we we it, don't even have a thousand listeners, but a thousand people tuned in just to fall asleep. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> yeah, There's you a don't lot have to know what he's saying. Yeah, There's but basically, they yeah. use that for everything. Yeah, and said, well, it was really good in this one case, so it's right. got to be good for all cases, right? right? It, it's when someone who's just a pay grade above the one where you have to know stuff yeah. makes the decision. So now, what, oh, I'm what did say, you what did you do? What did you do differently on this project that you excelled at so much? Oh, we put this in here. Oh, well, really? We're That's do that for why? everything. Well, now. Then why isn't everybody doing that? Yeah. Um, okay, now it's awkward, and we don't want to answer you truthfully <laughs> because we don't want to disappoint you in the delusion that yeah. you have because you're paid a lot of money to be delusional. So one thing I really liked, one game I really liked uh, in the Wii was bowling. Yeah, we. I really liked we bowling. I liked the way it felt. Like a what lot you of could people do. liked that pack in game and didn't so, play anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. The, yeah. the thing is, I think the motion controls as they are now are only really serve a very small percentage of games. Well, right. And uh, so that brings me to my next point: party is, games yeah. at the top of the list. Yeah, party games, absolutely. Because the more silly you are, the more fun people are having. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. true. Yes. And uh, my next point is, you can't move on to better development until you've gone the first gen. You can't make the first gen until you make the first gen. Right. You know, you can't, or I should say, you can't make the second gen until you make but the first gen. But in true Nintendo fashion, when they came out with the second generation of that technology, which was the Wii Motion Plus, which was really just an add-on for the Wiimote, they came up with, uh, as Totello himself said, uh, two notable games that supported it. I mean, nothing... I. When I bought my used Wii to do illicit things with it, 
made sweet, sweet love to my Wii. I bought a used Wii to, to fiddle with it and see what I could make it do that it weren't supposed to. I bought a couple of Wii Motion Pluses right off the bat because I'm like, well, this is the new thing. This yeah. is the thing that makes it not suck. This makes it actual motion control instead of glorified waggle. And the nope. first thing I did was fire up Tiger Woods, which was one of the first big games to support it, and I hold it in one my first hole. Turned it off, never started again. I said, I, I'm not going <laughs> I'm, I'm up done. from there. I'm out. I've heard this is incredibly accurate, and I get a hole in one of the first hole. I'm never playing this game again, and I have not. Yeah. I've stuck to it. I don't think I'm going to go back and break that. But so, anyway. So what the industry has done yeah. is they've said, hey, there's this thing. It's called you know motion control, and we'll just do it and not think and, and innovate anymore. Right. That's kind of where the gaming industry is, is we're not really thinking and innovating. We're just doing. Well, Sony and Microsoft aren't companies that are really known for innovating. Exactly. Nintendo so, is known yeah. for, I would, and here's the thing. Here's where it comes down to semantic differences. I don't look at Nintendo as an innovator. I look at Nintendo as a novelty, a, a novelty maker. Yes. And they don't innovate. It's like they come up with neat ideas, and they, but they have to do it cheap enough to turn a profit. Yep. And so they end up chintzing out on it. Everybody gets excited, but the de- except for the developers. Yeah. Everybody gets excited except for the developers. And then, well, that's not true. When the Wii came out, almost everybody went in the industry went, this yeah. is the dumbest thing. And now everybody in the industry goes, well, we said that was dumb, and look at how much money it made. No, no, everybody, you were right. It was dumb. Look at how much money they're losing now because it had no staying power. Right. Yeah, you know? they they uh, they tried to the marketing campaign was brilliant, yeah. but it the product was dumb. They tried to beat every game style with the same right same stick, and it it's not going to work. Well, and they didn't they didn't make it better. You know, if you're not going to make it better, and you're going to try to force everybody to use it in every circumstance, you're you're going to lose. Right, and, and it's going to be bad. Yeah, I hated waggle. Anything that made me use like a wrist flick in on the Wii, you know, especially and I, I hate bringing this up, but you know the carpal tunnel thing. I'm not that quick, not that quick a flick on the wrist, and so I mean, it would that, just not it hardly ever responded. all the time. It was rough to respond. Was it that way for everybody? Because it was certainly that way for me. I, I, just, it, I it, it had trouble responding to. Did you mean to flick, or did you just have an itch? And then you don't know. And this is another thing Totilla talked about. You don't know if you're the one who didn't do it right, or if it just didn't detect you do it right. Like it's yes. this. And then game, you start overdoing it. And then you start overdoing it, and it becomes this question of you have no idea where it's breaking down. So not only is it not working, it's not working, and there is a chaos. Yes. Those are my words. There's a chaos associated with it, which is why I think I... You know, I played most of Mario Galaxy, the first one, and then quit because I was like, I'm tired of dealing with the bull crap. And so, that game only yeah. required a little bit of waggle. It was mostly not. Most games that Nintendo put out just barely incorporated that stuff, except for the party games. And so it's like, wow, you know, yeah, we've it's set the industry back so far. It's like we've talked about how Minority Report is to blame for a lot of the stuff. I mean, look at Microsoft. They're like, no controls at all. Well, then, if, if I'm just swinging stuff around, I have no feedback. Yeah, I have no feedback if things aren't doing if exactly what I think I'm doing. If I don't see exactly what I think I'm doing on the screen, like, and here's the thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know. I'm a little secret. I probably could not execute a textbook roundhouse kick. I'm just saying, I would probably <laughs> no. fall and break my face on a coffee table. I don't believe that. Or break I believe, the coffee I table with my face. Well, okay, I believe you could do that too. Yes. or you'd break my face. I cannot with your face. execute a proper roundhouse kick, but I might be playing a game where I think that that dude, what's on the screen should execute a perfect roundhouse kick. So I do my horrible facsimile of a roundhouse kick. The dude on the screen does not do a roundhouse kick. Maybe he like flips me the bird or something like that. <laughs> and then I go, 
what's wrong with this game? I just did a roundhouse kick and that dude didn't. In reality, I did a horrible swan lake and, you know, fell down, <laughs> but I felt like I did what I was supposed to do. You just, it's chaos. You don't know yeah. what's breaking down. On, on other games, if you're hitting a button and it ain't working, your controller's bad. You replace the controller. Well, I'm, you know, he said it's the most broken idea ever, gaming idea. Uh, and I'm going to say, I don't think it's the most broken idea. I think it's the worst executed idea and worst placed idea. I think that amounts to the most broken idea. And the reason, well, the idea is not broken. I mean, think of it like, it's, think it's about how the it's industry executed. A, think about the industry as a giant sheet of glass, you know, and you broke, a, we broke a hole through one corner of it and the cracks have continued to spread across it with Microsoft and the connect and Sony and the move. It's just it, it, it. Everybody got on board and wasted a lot of development dollars on this thing that the that ultimately isn't good enough to last unless something again. Innovation doesn't have to stop. Yes. Well, right. But th- we're not seeing true innovation yet. Exactly, and that, I think that's what's broken, not the that's, not that's the idea fair. itself. That's that's fair. You know, and and we just got to talk about the Oculus Rift. I think that's a big step in that direction. Well, I think that's a great point of where you've had a lot of broken execution along the way over the years. Right. Where, but innovation still, actually, it seems like it had stopped for a while, but innovation still kept going. And they're finally at a point where you're like, okay, this is actually something viable. Right. So. Right, maybe, I'm looking. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where the industry goes. You know, especially with with Valve throwing their hat in the ring uh, for consoles. Yes, exactly. You know, That's a big win like, for all that kind of stuff all around. I'm really looking forward to it, um, guys. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. Uh, you know, we covered we covered a handful of subjects today, but we covered them deep. So we're probably going to tie this one off. We had some technical issues early. It's getting late. Getting late, so folks. Late. We got jobs to do. We're not going to have a Sir Stromulus uh, email of the week because. He emailed us, or so he claims. I think he might have forgot to click send. Or maybe it was the last thing he did before he left work and he closed Outlook too fast or something like that because we ain't got one. So when you're listening to this tomorrow, you're going to go, oh, it didn't go through. And then you look at your phone and see the text message I sent you two hours ago. You butthole. Or um, um, like three hours ago by now. Is it? Good heavens. We need to get out of this baking room uh-huh. that we're in. I am ready to burst. So yes. thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I am going to ask you, uh, hey, if you do want to email us a question, and we would like you to, we really would, email us at GameCastBetterKind.com. Also, make sure to tweet us at BetterKind and go on and like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash BetterKind. But the other thing I want to remind you of is the contest that we told you about, and we threw it up on the Facebook. Facebook broke. It didn't break. It just hated us. Yeah, it broke on us. Uh, it, Facebook didn't like what we were doing. They, the man's keeping us down. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, we haven't quite nailed down how, you know, uh, we told you what last week before we are going to give away a copy of Portal. We still are going to give away a copy of Portal. We just haven't figured it out. Are we figured it out? Are we going to go ahead and throw it uh, and talk about, or are we just going to give it another week? To incubate. Uh, yeah, sure. You know what? Let's give it another week to incubate. And <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it right now. We're going to get another game. We're, I don't know what. Maybe maybe a copy of Guns of Icarus or something like that. Maybe, but yeah, we're gonna, that'd be cool. Yeah, we're going to get another game. And we're going to give away. We're going to we're going to double the uh, double the fun uh, because uh, you guys have been patient with us. And next week is our Halloween spooktacular. Ooh. You ain't no, ain't no Halloween like a better kind Halloween. That's right, yo. Hey, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. 
Uh-huh. So, hey, thanks for joining us. Again, email us, GameCastBetterKind.com. Go to our Facebook page, like us, ask us questions. You can submit questions for the podcast on the Facebook page. Do it. I will like on what you post. That's a guarantee. You can <laughs> take that one straight to the bank. That's the better kind guarantee. That's, that's the better kind guarantee. Smile. Bing! Little sparkle in my teeth. And with that, I am going to say, bid you all, I'm going to bid you all a, a farewell. Adieu. Alvida saying, good night. We out! Peace.